Mike, turn your games down. Hi, right, we want episode 225 of Games My Mom Found. I am Mike Hilberton, and who's running through a cave with me tonight? Michael Hughes. Is, uh, Orson Scott card hater Carrie Chandler, Caruso <laughs> on Twitch. Uh, Michael Colby. And where can people find you at? Uh, you can listen to uh, Jack Billings Presents Haunted Apartment Complex or uh, This Bizarre Adventure, which is a JoJo's Bizarre Adventure uh, podcast that I do with Superfan B Highland. All right. And there will be links in the show notes for uh, both of them. And we are here to talk about a game that I've been meaning to play for, God, when did this come out? 2009. <laughs> yes. So, yeah, I, I bought great. it the day I bought it. I think either the day it came out or I bought it close to release. We're talking about Shadow Complex, developed by Share, published by Epic Games, at least the remastered Microsoft. Yeah, back in the heyday of the Xbox Live Arcade. Yeah. <laughs> this was like the sh- one of the show. This is one of the big showcase games too. It was fifteen dollars. Yeah, it was the first fifteen dollars game too. Mm-hmm. That it was really stop. good back then too. Yeah. yeah, I I struggled with it. I just I I'm assuming that in this game they had a blue line that showed me where to go. That wasn't in the original version. I don't think. Right? It was. It was yeah. Oh, what the hell is my problem? <laughs> yeah, that is one of the things that I would I would have maybe made optional or something yeah like easy mode only or maybe just like in the options because that that was kind of it, that takes the exploration out of it a little bit. at least in the remaster you can toggle it on and off oh you can oh i didn't yeah. realize that oh okay there's a in the menu you hit x you can toggle it on and off i never toggled it off because why would i want to make my game harder like, oh. so were we all playing the remaster i was playing the original i didn't even bother with the with the remaster oh nice yeah, I played the remaster. Yeah, I was playing it on PS5 on the remaster. <laughs> I was actually playing it on my Xbox 360. Nice. nice. <laughs> yeah. I currently got the 360 in the living room playing Red Dead Redemption, so I, I feel it. Also for me. <laughs> yeah. Oh yeah. <laughs> I just I bought this on Epic at some point when because I this game never goes on sale. I've been waiting for years for this game to go on sale on either Steam or Epic, and it never goes on sale. I finally just got it for. 10 bucks and they had a five dollar off coupon yeah i'm surprised that they haven't given it away for free on epic they did think, at one point yeah, i think they, when it first released they gave yeah. it away for free for like a week i think i'll tell oh, well, I, may, I may i may actually have it in my epic thing i just like i just mike told me to play it i was like all right i went on ps5 i was like ten dollars yeah i'll do that it's worth 10 bucks easy yeah oh 100 and i also found out which makes this game a little bit better that the world that they're that is based on is the world they created that they then licensed out to orson scott card to write the books for oh okay good it's not it was not his world it was good. their that's probably why that so and it was also before all the controversy came out i think Hell. but he's a piece of shit so <laughs> But no, this game is a, a Metroidvania at a time when you didn't have a lot of Metroidvanias. I think this is this is one of the first games that really jump starts that that motion of them being out there all the time. Yeah, the the modern the modern Metroidvania for sure. Yeah, that's that's why I had such a high like memory. Like in my memory, this game was great. But I think it was because when it came out, there was like. Uh, there was like hardly any Metroidvanias coming out. And that was like my thing 
uh, on like Super Nintendo and PlayStation One was like these, and, and even the DS. But then stopped coming out. Yeah, so Metroidvanias are my. Out, I was like, yes. Yeah, Metroidvanias are my favorite uh, genre of video game, and I tend to gravitate toward more of the Egovanias, you know. Same. But but um, even those had kind of dried up by 2009. The last Egovania had been uh, Portrait of Ruin in 2006. Mm-hmm. Well, I guess Order of Ecclesia, yeah, Order of Ecclesia is 2008, but still. Uh, zero Metroid Zero Mission was 2004, so they were they were a trickle, but yeah. But it's not like today where I swear a dozen of them go up on Steam every single day. Yeah, I love I'm, that though. I'm in the I'm, Metroidvania subreddit, and it's just every day. It's like here's our new Metroidvania. Here's here's this new one on Steam. Here's this new one. I'm like, but right, I'm happy yeah, that I'll, it, I'll try to play all these. I'm happy it happened because it is yeah. a great thing, and you know, I mean, sure, some aren't as good as others, but like it makes me happy that it's a thing. That now yeah, that it's, this it's genre exists, it's very like it's just comfort food video gaming for me. Like I'll just you know in between games just throw on a random Metroidvania that I bought on Steam or that I got for free on PS Plus or something like that, and just you know play. I don't ever I don't necessarily finish them all, but it's just yeah. And and uh, I was listening to an interview of the developers, and they were saying just straight up, we wanted a new Super Metroid game, and Nintendo isn't making those, so we wanted to, we decided to make our own. Like they they're they're wearing it on the sleeve. They're not even pretending. Nice, and you can see it too. When I got farther in this game, I got the speed boost. I'm like, yep, here we go. Unfortunately, oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, once you got the speed boost, it's like, oh yeah, yeah, this is just straight up Super Metroid. Awesome, but no shine spark ability. Thank God, no shine sparking. I hate the shine spark. <laughs> oh, I love a shine spark. I love yeah, a shine spark. that's that's one of those things that you got You gotta have some sort of like weird mechanic like that. Or else it it doesn't scratch that Metroidvania itch, at least for me. It makes it too hard. I I'm not good at shine sparking. I've done it. I can do it, but I don't like it. Yeah, I don't even know what turned me off of this game when I first played it. I, I know I liked it, but I just I did not stick with it long at all on the Xbox Live. So this was this was on like my personal wish list for a while, but I didn't have an Xbox at the time. Well, I guess I did. I guess I did have an Xbox when it first came out. I'm trying to think. I think I got my first Xbox in 2009 or 2000, maybe 2010. But yeah, I don't know. I just I, I had it. I didn't have it. Then I didn't have one for a while. And I was just I was like, man, I'd, I'd love to play that game. I hope it comes to PC someday. And then when it did, I didn't buy it. <laughs> so, Michael, you Michael Hughes, you played this game before, haven't you? Yeah, I I don't know how I first heard about it. I'm pretty sure I bought it when it first came out, and I have all the achievements on 360 and all that, so I liked it quite a bit. (laughs) Yeah, it feels like forever ago now. Everything's kind of hazy. Yeah. 15 years. (laughs) I'm just glad it got remastered, because... I'm just surprised that this game never went on sale or anything. Like it was just weird to me because everything on Steam goes on usually goes on sale. There's another Metrovania game that I'm that I don't think will ever go on sale. Aquaria that I keep looking at. Oh yeah, it may have to do with the rights. Like who owns it? Yeah, like they don't have any reason to put it on sale on Steam because they can sell it on their own marketplace. I, I know with this, yeah, that's for sure. Because Epic, yeah. Epic don't put it on sale either. This is what Epic published game for the remastered. So they don't, you know, they don't care. Yeah, but they, they don't put the cheap games on sale very much on Epic either. They they rely on you to use those $5 coupons from the, uh, like you did. 
I think. Yeah, well, I just get the free games. I've only bought two games off Epic Store. Yeah. I have tons, but I bought Scott Pilgrim because it was only on Epic at one point, and I bought mm-hmm. this. Netflix. Yeah, I bought a, I bought a few on Epic, but I mostly use it for the the free game every fortnight, which I think is a fun pun, uh, like it joke of theirs. I never realized that. Yeah, free game every fortnight. Yep. <laughs> so I so this game was pretty fun. Like, I mean, the graphics still hold up. I'm assuming the remastered version's a little bit cleaner, but oh, it's a lot cleaner. Okay, I, I don't remember. I, the I was looking video. at some side by side video of it, and it's it's it is a. Uh, very, very cleaned up. I think it looks a lot better. Not that the old one looked bad. The old one looked good for 2009. Yeah, yeah, I was just going to say I was playing it on my 360 and it looked really good. Like I was surprised how good that thing looked for being 15 years old. Yeah, it, it does. It does look very good. But I think the remaster looks like like the remaster honestly looks like it was made in like Unity or like Unreal like recently. Okay. Like even the character models look good for back then, which is impressive because games will come out today and the characters just look like woof. But in the the original, I think what I see like looking side by side is the textures look kind of fuzzy. In comparison. Yeah, it's definitely it's the, fuzzy. It's the textures, not not the models so much. Yeah, it okay. does have it does have uh, like a bad case of the most generic. White guy, brown hair, uh, <laughs> freaking Nolan North, the video. Yeah. Yes, it, it's the most Nathan Drake protagonist I've ever seen. Well, he's not even not doing a different, it slightly different. But <laughs> I turned this Nathan thing Drake. back on. They, they, they. It would have been great if this is just another Nathan Drake adventure. <laughs> it a little felt side like it, like it, it may as well have been a an uncharted Metroidvania. That would be awesome. He does the same voice completely. He does. And it's kind of annoying because this guy has range. Like, I know he has range. I've heard him. Did you recognize the voice actor for Claire? (laughs) Mike should. Yeah, you should. It's Eliza Schneider. She's um, Rebecca Crane. Rebecca Crane in the Assassin's Creed series. Oh, is that the Rebecca Crane? Which one is that again? Is that the. That's later on, right? That's like two and on. Yeah, two and on. She started, I haven't played she two, in. In two. I haven't played she's, two. She's in. She's here. in two. She's in Brotherhood. I know she's in three and Black Flag and Valhalla. I think she's in some of the others too. But I know she's in those. She was also oh. she was uh, Beekman's assistant um, in Beekman's World, which is a show I watched a lot as a kid. <laughs> she barely has any lines in this in this game, too, though. Like she's not around very often. She gets kidnapped. And then, you know, you see her here and there, but you really don't have a, you're just kind of running around just murdering people. Yeah. I mean, she does have a significant role to play though. I would say. Yeah. I mean, I guess was this his girlfriend or just some girl he met at a bar recently? Like, Oh, Hey, come on, let's go to this cave. I think yeah, they, they say in the wiki, there's his girlfriend, but in the opening cutscene, they talk about how they were just talking the other day and he's like, Oh, you're hitting on me. I would have said anything. It's like, it's yeah, it's not like you just met. Yeah, right. So I don't know. Yeah, like, yeah I got this great like idea. Very, Let's go raid a base. Yeah, they're then, definitely you know, very the early in their relationship. Yeah. Yeah, it does I mean, seem like it's very early in the relationship. He does a lot for someone he just met. <laughs> well, he's hero. He's he's a uh, he's generic uh, white guy hero guy. <laughs> he's he's gonna save her. He's, he's hero. He's hero man. He should have <laughs> like the buzzed hair. That was the style at the time. Mm-hmm. 
I was so happy when he got a mask and I didn't have to see his face anymore. <laughs> I just didn't. I mean, like, I'm just running around Sorry, in blue jeans and a, sh- and a T-shirt. I'm like, this is not video gamey enough for me. Like, when he gets the armor and he starts getting the outfit, I'm like, okay, now we're getting into what I want. Like, I don't want to see your face. I don't have to. I just want, you know, like, okay. Yeah, it definitely sucks, especially after that opening where you play as like the like the the full soldier like suited guy and then you get killed that that intro is awesome yeah you're 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 a black guy in the beginning also aren't you yeah yeah i was like oh this is refreshing and then nope you're dead <laughs> like oh okay they killed him pretty oh, quick like, oh you thought you got that armor on we let you get that armor and they blow him up like the vice president is dead the, the abilities, as it's been called. Mm-hmm. I was thinking that, too. I think it's Jeff Gersman that coined that. Yeah, yeah Jeff Gersman. <laughs> like that phrase. Yeah, it's pretty good. I mean, it, it's I mean, again, it's cool. It gives you at least a reason. At least it's not like Super Metroid, where, oh, you know, I have amnesia. I don't know how to use my equipment. You know, something well, stupid no, like in that. Super Metroid, is that her... No, what is it in Super Metroid? In Ridley. Say, Metroid Prime, is that it's damaged by Ridley. Yeah, right? Metroid Prime is damaged. Metroid Other M is Adam Says No. No, we don't yeah, talk so about yeah. other M. We do not talk about other M. I refuse. <laughs> I've never actually played it much yet. I want you to can fix that. I'm in the process. I, of, you process know what? Of I, I I'd play it. I'd play it for you, Mike. Yeah, I would it, do. I'd do. It, it might happen if I can get it to work with a Xbox Reset controller. Then I'm probably on board. Well, you need it has motion stuff. I don't know. I guess you can you can map the motion. No, yeah, I've played a good number of Wii games on a Xbox 360 controller. You could do it. Yeah, that's that's the only thing that's holding me back is that I I hate the Wii controller. It's it's really it's really not bad that game. Honestly, that game is is if you take out the story and the yes. the voice acting and all the cutscenes, <laughs> it's and, and and it's actually not bad. Like it's like the gameplay of the game is actually pretty good. I think it's. It's still the worst Metroid game, but it's not yeah, bad. <laughs> of the main series. I mean, yeah. I haven't played I haven't played like the the like uh Freedom Force or whatever they're called. The <laughs> Federation Force. Federation Force or the, the Prime Hunters or any of that stuff. So I don't Prime know Hunters those. is the main series, I think, sort of. Most of well that's another story. Ones where you play as Samus. Do you play as Samus yeah. Prime Hunters? Yeah. Okay. Well, it takes know. place in between one and two. I think. Yeah. I, yeah. I would say, I'd say other M is the worst, but it's still, it's worth, it's definitely worth playing. And just, you have to skip through the cutscenes if you can. <laughs> I don't remember if you can skip them. It's team Ninja though. That has me worried. Don't you don't I've, like team Ninja. <laughs> I don't think I yeah. like anything they've made. Well, not me, me either. Honestly, I made Ninja Gaiden. Well, Wolong is the first Correct. thing that Ninja, that team Ninja made that I like. I've heard that's really good. It's I'm really a, good. I'm, well, a big Dark, did, I'm a big Dark Souls fan, so they did Hyrule Warriors. I do. I've like heard that. it's got a it's got a little bit of a it's got a little bit of a Dark Souls going to it. It's it's very Sekiro, but oh, it's Sekiro. like cool. it's like more forgiving than Sekiro. And that's you, cool. I'm on the final boss of Sekiro right now, so yeah, it, it, you'll like it. Then I think I think you should definitely check it out, especially if you have Game Pass. Oh yeah, I've got it installed. Actually, I just haven't played it yet. <laughs> oh yeah, definitely play it. <laughs> You'll like it. Another thing with Shadow Complex I thought was interesting too is that it really goes with that two point five D style gameplay, or at least look graphics wise. Where like yeah. you see enemies in the background that you can shoot. I mean, I wasn't crazy about it, but it does look cool. You know, I, I think I would have rather had more just two D, not two point five D, but it had you know it, it 
it's a time 2009. I don't think you could have done 2D and just been accepted as, as well. Yeah, it, it's it, it can be a little uh, wonky at times, but I, I appreciated the swing, you know. Mm-hmm. You're like shooting enemies that are in the background and stuff, but it kind of raises questions too, because there's a one point where you're running down this hallway and you can see in a perpendicular hallway that Claire is being pulled along by some guards and Jason's like, Claire, no! And he just keeps running forward instead of going down that hallway to where she is. <laughs> it's like, I can't turn! I can only run one way! <laughs> eh, you know, why does he care? He met her at a bar. <laughs> yeah, it's definitely very video gamey. There's There's nothing about this game that says anything other than I am a video game. <laughs> Which is I mean, fine. I mean, also in the beginning, they got to say, like, oh, I don't want to be a, a secret agent like you, Dad. I'm going to go my own path. I'm going to go murder a thousand people in a base. Yeah, it's yeah, a video it's... game because you have to have a backpack before you can grab onto ledges. <laughs> you need her climbing gear, you know, because you see him plot a little <laughs> thing, you know. Yeah, you don't see him doing nothing with it, but yes. I mean, at least as you get other tech, everything else makes sense in video game world. Like, he gets a fucking, he gets a jetpack. Okay. He gets, you know, speed boot. He gets a, you know, super suit. Like, all that. Like, okay, then I could buy everything after that. But you're right. I, I didn't even realize the climbing gear let me jump on walls. I just started doing it. <laughs> it's, yeah, some it's, of the upgrades are pretty cool. Like, the, the grappling hook that you could just shoot out whenever. It's not like Metroid where you have to have certain blocks. <laughs> Yeah, it was useful. You could grab people's shields. Or gra- that was nice, too. Yeah, I did that. I think I did that maybe twice, but it was very cool. I meleeed everybody. In the- well, I played this game on the easy difficulty, so I could easily just melee everyone if I could, if they were nearby. That was fun. Lots and lots of punching. <laughs> Especially once you get the power suit and they can just go flying. Yes. Havoc physics. That, that I thought like- of you when I first got that. I'm like, oh, Mike will <laughs> like this. It's like it's knocking so guys into walls and stuff, and then it's like the body flips out like oblivion or something. I love yeah. it. Classic. Uh, that was that was the most. Like, I would go out of my way to do melee kills. <laughs> it was just easier sometimes. He would just miss a lot. I felt like. Oh yeah, it was it was it was it was uh, kind of a guaranteed kill. I don't. They're in know. my way. I'm just... I don't know if it's new to the remaster, but it's, there's a whole lot of different animations for the melee kills, like. Uh, if you jump at someone and hit the melee button, you like do a jump kick, which I don't remember. And like I said in the group chat, I had one I'd never seen before where I was hanging on a ledge and there's a guy below me and Jason like reaches down with his legs and just snaps the guy's neck. <laughs> yeah. I never saw that. Yeah, uh, I did that. Yeah, I've only, I had it once and I'd never seen it before. Yeah, it's not a, you don't have a lot of opportunities where you would be hanging above somebody like within that reach. But yeah, I had that. That's pretty cool. Yeah, yeah. I don't, I don't know if that's in the original because I was just shooting a lot of people, and that <laughs> I noticed that it's very, very easy. Like this whole game is easy. I was waiting for oh, yeah. a difficulty spike because I do play a lot of Metroidvanias, so I was like, all right, this is when it's going to start to get hard, and then it just never did. Yeah, like, this even was on, this was super easy. Yeah, even on medium difficulty, mm-hmm. like the shooting is real easy. Like to get a headshot, it's very easy. And like Mike was saying earlier, with the with the blue line that just you know lets you find everything. There's there's like no exploration to it. It just it ended up being just 
so, so simple. Yeah, I think where the for me, the part where it did finally have exploration was at the end when you can just go beat the game or you can collect all the parts to the suit that you haven't gotten yet. That at that point, it doesn't necessarily it blue lines you to the end of the game and it doesn't blue line you to the suit parts. And then you've got to do some exploring and some stuff to find the the parts. But was it well, I think there was more than one. I think it was just I had everything but the helmet and I thought it led me there. Maybe I went off path and just grabbed stuff. I don't Yeah, I, I don't know for sure. I, I I don't know how much I had left, but I was trying to one hundred percent it without using a guide and I just accidentally walked into the ending of the game. And, I, it, and then I beat the boss and I was like, wait, was that the end of the game? <laughs> it doesn't like, do a good job of like giving you a point there's no point in over point in no return warning. Like normally a game will say, like, are you sure you want to do this? There's yeah, nothing. so yeah, a lot of times. I mean, that that's happened to me before. Some games too. Like it happened to me with speaking of Assassin's Creed. It happened to me with Assassin's Creed Three. <laughs> but um, yeah, that but, game uh, locks multiple things in different parts. Yeah, I was trying to hundred percent. Trying to hundred percent that game, and I beat the Ezio trilogy, each of them a hundred percent completion, and then I get to Assassin's Creed Three and beat it at like fifty four percent completion. Because mm, it locks out a lot of side quests. Because it locks out everything. But yeah, um, I, I thought that this game, yeah, the speaking of the difficulty, it was insanely easy. Like there was never a single point where it was hard unless there's like one or two bosses where I didn't know what to do at first. And so I would uh, specifically the, the basically the ATST. Mm-hmm. I knew exactly what to do, but I just wasn't doing it right. And so I, I, I died on that boss like 10 times. Just because I, I didn't know what to do. But then once I just watched a video saying what I was supposed to do, which is what I was trying to do, but I was aiming at the wrong place, then I beat it on the first try. It's like, yeah, I couldn't I think, grapple hook his shield off. I just shot him a whole bunch on easy and finally killed him. I feel like I grappled that thing every place imaginable underneath until it finally just decided, okay, we'll turn on the shield now because you've been at this forever. That was exactly, that was it, exactly. Like, and and I, I was gumming up his knees to do it with the... Oh. Uh, the gummy no. gun, whatever it's I didn't called. Even think about the phone, gun. The phone gun. Yeah, so you would, yeah, because then you can just stand under him and aim at the the shield thing and pull it off. And that was what I was trying to do, but I was just like missing. I was like aiming at the wrong place or something. That's but cool. Once I, yeah, the foam gun is something very unique to this. Game. It is it's not it's something neat. that you would have in your normal Metrovanias. It's yeah, very the, cool. It the only other game I think that has anything like it is that 2017 Prey, which just it basically is the exact same thing where you can shoot foam and then walk on it. That's cool. That yeah, I, I liked it. That 2017 Prey, is that a Metroidvania? No, I don't think so. No, not some. What do they call the exploratory? Oh, what the shit? <laughs> I don't know. I but remember. no, it's not. A, it's a, well, I also don't really. I When I think Metroidvania, I also think 2.D, 2.5D. I don't think. I mean, I know Metroid Prime is a Metroidvania, but. Yeah, no, I, I definitely, I definitely don't. I mean, you ascribe to that because I think any indie game where you have like exploration based gameplay where you have to get movement based abilities that let you progress or just abilities that, that not just like keys, but like abilities you use in the game that are necessary for exploration. To me, that's the defining like I, Arkham Asylum, for instance. Yeah. I would definitely mm-hmm. call it Metroidvania. And, uh, yeah. But I have Fallen Order. Yeah. Je- yeah. Jedi Fallen Order is a uh, Sekiro times Metroid Prime. <laughs> so. No, they were just, I mean, they did throw a lot of different things at you. This game also does have infinite ammo, so you never have to worry about ammo for your guns. And I think yeah, that it, was that was good. 
it does a good job of also like you you progress so far okay get a new gun you progress so far here get a new gun yeah because the game this is the most like to me is the mummy demastered mm-hmm. and oh, that the mummy not demastered have... is way better than that oh it is yeah i love <laughs> the mummy demastered it's uh, it's such a good game and it's a shorter it's a shorter game too you can beat the mummy demastered in a few hours though this is pretty short but yeah i beat this in five hours and i yeah i went back well, and got a, i got a decent amount of equipment you're playing on easy though and had a yeah. guide a map right i had a map yeah, <laughs> yeah. okay i, I will say i think i think i beat it in seven and a half but i was not doing that but but um mummy demastered without a guide you'll beat in like two and a half three hours probably only it's harder so maybe not but but it has like very similar i mean everything it's it, it's a very similar game it doesn't have the the 2.5 d like the diorama thing going on with it it's much more metroid than than this in that sense I do want to play it. I, I've heard a lot of good things about it. Yeah, it's very, it's very good. But what I was going to say is, it has, it does not have infinite ammo. So you're, you, you get, you reload ammo at uh, save points. Even then, I don't think you necessarily get all your ammo at save points. There's just like, there's, oh, maybe you do. I can't. I, I think it does the same thing that Shadow Complex does with the health. Like there's a, an amount of health on the shell. Oh right, yes, that's what it, it does. If you, like, if you still have some it'll fill it up to the top but if you don't have any that's right i think you can go in and out of the save room though and it'll refresh so you can yeah yeah so it's basically like it refills it but it's mummy demastered also has a bunch of different like cooler guns too yeah and you can switch between them that's a that's a difference also like this one you get a new gun that's your new gun and it's fine because it's always better like that still i mean yes they're always more powerful but at the same time it was kind of weird to me like that you just replace your gun with a new gun, replace your gun with a new gun, and I'm like, eh. yeah. I mean, it's essentially you're just powering up the power of your gun, but it yeah, also it changes the fire, changes the fire rate. I'd rather had the machine gun. Yeah, yeah. I don't want to like. I don't want to sound like I'm talking shit on this game because <laughs> it is. It, it's very good, and it has a lot of good ideas, and it has a lot mm. of stuff that was iterated on in future Metroidvanias, and it did hundred percent. It did, like, get this genre going again. It's just, like, one of those things that's it's almost too generic. It's almost too easy. But if I were to... If I was going to show somebody a Metroidvania who had never played one, I think this would be the one that I would show them. That's fair. I, I can see that. Yeah, because this one, it, it's, it's definitely generic enough. <laughs> I think I show. I think I showed to someone who had had not played one since Super Metroid. Maybe I'd be like, okay, well, you like Super Metroid? Here's a good intro into the modern Metroidvania. Yeah, I mean, this game's simple yeah. enough. You only have a few different weapons. You have your foam gun, grenade launcher, and Just you have rock- that's it. Yeah, I mean, you're not introduced to the speed thing till way late in the game, and right. I don't think you really need to break that much stuff with the speed if you to progress to the actual main game. I think there's no, some mostly nothing- a lot. There's one, the challenging ones are all optional stuff where you had to like run and jump through something to get. Yeah. Bulls are annoying. No, yeah, I, I mean, is... they were, they were easier than shine spark puzzles typically are. So yeah, <laughs> yeah, that's, that's the thing. That's why I would, you know, show this to somebody first. Like if somebody was like, Oh, you like Metroidvanias. Can you, you know, can you recommend one? I would probably recommend this because of how easy it is. It's very handholdy. You know, the exploration is almost optional. You yeah. can finish this game with like 15% of, you know, what is available. 
Yeah, you don't need to yeah. get all the stuff. I mean, yeah, I, I, need to, I, I should have watched a speed run. I usually watch a speed run of the games before we talk about them, and I should have watched it because I bet I bet they fly through it pretty fast. Yeah, yeah, there's a way that you can beat. I think there's even achievement for getting beating the game with four percent of the collectibles, and it's oh, wow. like. You have to speed run to where you fight that first spider bot, and then there's a part of the floor that's open up that takes you later on in, and you can get like the foam gun and stuff way early. You can also skip the foam gun, foam gun too. Oh, wow. The doors that you need the foam gun for, you can one, you can glitch through, or you can somehow <laughs> get through. Other ones, you can have the little bot in front of it shoot the door and miss you and open the door for you. Yeah, nice. yeah, that makes sense. So there's, there's, yeah, there's ways to to get past that. Or you can beat the game the way you beat the game the first time, Mike. How so? Where you would just leave her? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah that's right. So I think it's after you get the, the jetpack, the double jump, and you can go back to the Jeep where you first start the game, and you can hit the interact button, and you just get in the Jeep and leave, and it gives you an <laughs> achievement called status update single. <laughs> no. <laughs> He's like, that's oh, there are other great. fish in the sea. <laughs> he just drives off. Fantastic. Wow, got a super suit. <laughs> That definitely <laughs> seems like something that this guy would do, too. <laughs> that is awesome. He seems like an asshole. I did not well, like the character. No. As it turns out, though, he's being fucking manipulated. She wasn't, like, actually... She she was fucking working for the CIA or whatever. Like, secretly recruiting him. Which is also makes no sense why you would go into a military base with a terrorist organization with one guy who isn't even an agent who you don't even know. Be like, well, he'll be my backup. No, they, yeah. they must have figured out that he was Nola North, and they're like, all right, we got <laughs> She doesn't know that he was trained by his dad to be a soldier. <laughs> she even that. I mean, maybe she does. You wouldn't she said something about them. The NSA, I think, is who she works for. They said they were, like, NSA. profiling them, so. But In still. 2013, you could tell that this guy was trained to do stuff like that because of you know, the square jaw and the messy brown hair. <laughs> yeah, he's, he's obviously been trained. In, in, yeah, he's yeah. obviously the protagonist. And he's also voiced by Nolan North. I just wish Nolan North would have did a different voice because it's too he Nathan was... Drake. It was just, <laughs> I just kept thinking Nathan Drake every time I heard him talk. And I'm like, this is annoying. I, I did he was not doing a really... voice for a, a $15 Xbox Live Arcade game. Yeah, he's like, I no, didn't I'm not... remember this being that. <laughs> uncharted but it is uncharted ass uncharted well and had uncharted come out by this point i think so the maybe first one first one surely did i think it did i'm gonna check that right now i mean it would have been ps3 obviously i'm looking up to see when the first one was maybe it wasn't like because yeah first one 2007 and then second one 2009 so yeah. when we didn't have you know a ton of games at the time right. but still so the enough. second one came out the same year as this so yeah we had yeah, a that's not bad that's not bad but no, it just yeah, it's hit me so much in this game. Which I've I've not played the Uncharted. I, I'm familiar, very familiar with the series, but I I just my PS5 is my first PlayStation since the PS2, so I I uh, I, I was not like they're good to super, go back to. One's yeah. rough. I'm just gonna I, say I, that. I, like, I've never played I've never played any of them, so I was just I, I knew it was I knew who he was, and I I've heard I've seen clips of the game enough to recognize the voice, but. I didn't have the the uh, Nathan Drake saturation that you guys might have. That makes this game better <laughs> because it really threw me yeah. off a lot. One thing cool this game does do, like you, you certain parts you flood in a you flood a compartment, and when you go back, it's still flooded. I did like that. It also made me think of Metal Gear Solid Two when you're going to the the power the oil plant. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Okay, but there's no Emma. <laughs> Hold my hand. <laughs> there's none of that in this though. 
I don't know. That's just what I thought of immediately. I also don't understand why his girlfriend, when you find out she's an NSA agent, I mean, all she really doesn't do anything. She's just captured. She gets tortured and you hide her behind a box and she gets captured again. Well, <laughs> Stuff may behind these cabinets. She manipulates you into going in and getting the suit. So there's that. Oh, yeah. She's she's doing stuff. She just, you don't see her doing it. I love that scene when he comes across her and that doctor guy's like, got her all juiced up. And he's like, I don't think you look like a killer. And then Jason immediately shoots him in the head. Yeah, that was like, I mean, how do you think he got here? (laughs) Like, you do know this place is fully guarded, right? Like, you really think he just snuck all his way over here? Yeah. Like, he didn't have to kill someone to get here? Because uh, it's pretty deep in the place when you when you find her. Yeah. Uh, the first time? Yeah, well, when you find her when she's paralyzed, yeah. Like, yeah. I, mean, I think you're deep enough. I mean... It's, yeah. it's, no, it's pretty early. It's like, a, it's like a quarter of the way through. Yeah, I get Yeah. Okay. I don't know. I just found that weird, too. Like, you're not a kid. You just reach out in the face. Like, <sighs> I, I think it probably felt like... It felt like late enough because the early game stuff is probably like the trickiest stuff. But once you start getting upgrades, that's when you really start just blasting through this game. Yeah, you get a lot better quickly. Yeah, you you become pretty godlike pretty fast in the game. And then it's just you just mow through things. I think for me, the big the big jump is when you get the uh, the double jump that really opens up things a lot, which is typical of these games. Yeah, and you get the triple jump, which I never. Or the I, triple jump. Yeah. I didn't care for the triple jump at all. I was like, I don't. I would just like. Just, I don't know. It felt unnecessary, or I just forgot. Kept I kept the speed boost. It. I love just like going around the top of the map and just like flying from one side of the level to the other, <laughs> barely touching the ground. There's an achievement for running across the entire span of the lake. Yeah, I got that. Nah. Yeah, I got that too. <laughs> I did not get that. And and just playing around up there is how I wandered into the final. Uh, boss fight also i was just like oh i need to go to this area oh the easiest way to go there is to just fly across the lake i'm going to do that real fast oh boss boss fight uh, i'll do that oh into the game yeah. oh. it would have been nice if it was in its own like sequestered part of the map and not just a place that you've been a dozen times already yeah it's like the easiest way to traverse the map yeah this map space, is but... not very big at all no not not very all. maybe Maybe I'm just like spoiled by like Axiom Verge and and Ooh. like actual Metroid games. When I looked at this finished map, I was like, "This is one of the smallest Metroidvania maps I've ever seen." I mean, it's one of the. It's basically one of the large zones in Metroid, like Dread. Yeah, like it does the entire feel map like, of this. It's like one like, zone of Dread. I don't know if you ever played Zeo Drifter. Oh yeah, I played that. That one has like three very small maps and it was like two of those very small maps put together. And I was like, I was like, I can't believe this is the final map. Like it just felt, it felt very small. And again, I don't want to sound like I'm talking like a lot of trash (laughs) on this game because I did really enjoy it back then. And I have been spoiled by a lot of Metroidvania since, but yeah, this it's, it's so easy. It's so handholdy. And it's so like such a small map that I was I was like put off by it in this playthrough. But if you're not into this genre, I think this would be a great place to start. Yeah, this yeah, very it, it is. It's one that uh, it's just like you can just pop through it real fast, enjoy yourself, move on. It's yeah, got just, maybe the the most forgiving wall jump in any any Metroidvania too. Oh yeah. Oh god yeah. <laughs> I love it. It's like I don't even use ladders. I'll just jump back and forth on a, <laughs> a an incline to get up. Totally. Yeah, there's the way no I wish issue. like all wall jumping was in Metroid. <laughs> yeah, for sure. The, it it's it is nice when they don't 
you know, force you to do something. It's like, oh, well, this was really hard in Super Metroid, so we're going to make it really hard. You don't have to do that. Right. And you probably shouldn't. (laughs) (laughs) I was happy that nothing was that hard. Like, especially on easy, like, you could just play through this game. The boss fights against the different mechs weren't that bad. Nothing was that challenging. And that was nice. Yeah, yeah, there's that wheel, uh, the, the wheel boss that just kind of races around the room. And I just stood on top of the, the upper <laughs> platform, aimed up at a 45 degree angle. And every time it came by, I just shot it with a rocket and then it would speed off and do another loop. That was a uh, stupid, that, stupid boss. That fight. was the boss fight. Yeah, that was a bad yeah, boss. Fight. I, I would say I would have I would have liked it to be a little harder, but that's fine. It was still good. I could have played it. I could have played it on hardcore or insanity if I was really. You know, if really, if I was really From interested in it being hard, what I've seen, it does look hard on the harder difficulties. Like you actually have to try. Like I didn't have to try. People were shooting. That's fine. I just held down my gun and shot at them. Well, I think all that all that really changes is like your your HP and resistance to damage and their HP. And, res- and it just makes everything take more shots and you yeah. take less shots. Yeah, that sounds right, especially for the time for a fifteen dollar Xbox Live Arcade game. Yeah. Also impressive what this game really changed because I mean this being the first this was the first big Xbox Live Arcade release I mean this set I remember this being like the summer like this is the summer game and this really you know kind of like broke that whole thing that they just started doing where they would have big games that would come out on you know the indie on the arcade live this isn't really indie because I don't think chair yeah I don't think I consider chair indie what what is the the, the development team called chair yeah chair. Uh, I'm not even familiar with them. Yeah, I'm not super familiar I think with they're them either. somehow involved with Epic later on. This was part of the second summer of arcade. 2008 had Bionic Commander, Riard, Braid, and Castle Crashers, and a couple other little ones. Oh, oh Castle Crashers rules. Yeah, oh, yeah. My, son, my son and I play that a lot together. This one had Turtles in Time reshelled and Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Nice. Oh, I'm so mad. When I got my Xbox 360 back, I tried to re-download Marvel vs. Capcom 2, and it's just not there anymore. Even if you already own it? You should yeah. be able to go into, like, wherever the re-download stuff is. You, you wouldn't be able to find it on the store. Yeah, no, that's what they say. But even when I went through my downloads, which was a lot, uh, <laughs> oh. it's still it, there was still a couple of them that were like, you know, file not found or whatever. And I went through it like three times and never found Marvel vs. Capcom 2. Ah, bummer. So if somebody knows other ways, I can help you with that. Just not on your 360. Yeah. If somebody knows of a way to get that back, get me, hit me up on Instagram, Jack Billings presents, and then (laughs) let me know how to do that. (laughs) I mean, that's shitty if they did that. I mean, I wouldn't be surprised because Disney is crazy with that freaking license. So I would not be surprised they found a way just to make it disappear. Cause they're like, nope, you can't play these games. Nope. Mm-mm, they have X-Men in it. We don't like the X-Men. Mm-mm. <laughs> I'm so glad that's over with. Plus they fired that guy. So that was good too. <laughs> For those that don't know the legendary story, whether it's true or not, it's still funny is that the guy in charge of Marvel comics got mad that he didn't have X-Men, that they didn't have the X-Men rights because of the movies. And he told them they can't have X-Men in comics and was through a fit and threw stuff and stormed out. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, that's why you didn't see X-Men in much stuff or Fantastic Four in it, you know, for a while and things, really, because he was mad that they didn't have the movie rights that they sold. Uh-huh. Yeah. yeah, they probably sh- didn't use Fantastic Four because that's a terrible superhero team. Well, <laughs> it is, <laughs> wow. but no, it's, it was strictly because they didn't they didn't have the movie rights. So, like, I mean, that's why, like, Marvel vs. Capcom 3 or no, Infinite doesn't really have any X-Men in it, I think. Right. Or something like that, because he was, they were mad. They wouldn't they were like, nope, we don't know who the X-Men are. I know yeah. Infinite has like Wolverine and Cyclops. 
pretty sure. I don't know. It might, but no, not no. like the full range like what it should have. Marvel Heroes full on pulled off the Fantastic Four at one point. Is that the online game you loved? That's the one. Okay. <laughs> Time to reset that calendar. It's been zero uh-huh. days. <laughs> <sighs> I look at videos of it every, every so often. I'm like, damn, I want to play this. That's so cool. um, and I just want to say, I, I was wrong. Marvel vs. Capcom Infinite does not have one single X-Men. In it. Okay. That's what wow. I thought. Now, I'm looking right now, and nope. <laughs> yeah, they <laughs> not, were pissed. Not I mean, they were one. It's not, even a, not even a mutant. They're not even a mutant in it. Mm-hmm. That is know the right insane. Holy shit. I'm like, yeah, there's no none of that. No Fantastic Four, of course, either. I mean, that, that's okay in that in that aspect. But like but, X-Men is like, come on now. Yeah, I, I was I was like, no, no, I remember I remember Wolverine. But you can't have a Marvel or Capcom game without Wolverine. Nope. <laughs> you can when you're mad. I guess so. Wow. Is Deadpool in there? Nope. <laughs> wow. Three, Black, Black Panther, Black Widow, Captain America, Captain Marvel, Doctor Strange. Because they were really just pushing the MCU at that time. They didn't care about anything. They didn't have the. Oh right yeah, to. it's it's almost all MCU, and then that's why there's Spider Man stuff also. Spider Man and, and Venom. That's close enough. <laughs> and there's and the rest is like every other one on here is part of the MCU. And I guess so is Spider Man now, but he wasn't at the time. But. Yeah. I did have one part in this game where I died like three times because I couldn't figure out what to do. When you first get the foam gun, you got to like shut down these power, the power plant type thing. Uh-huh. And I kept trying to get past it or get through like these little squisher things. And I just kept getting murdered. So oh, I went, yeah. oh, you got to foam it. Yeah. Because like the way that you know what you can shoot, the flashlight in this game will will have items glow a certain color. So you know that you can then you know use said weapon on them. Yeah, that was convenient. I liked it. I was very upset when things were blue, though. But other than that, I was fine. <laughs> <laughs> I hate speed. I hate speed running like that in game. Like I hate any game that makes like Metroid does it. I hate when I got to run. Need a, I need a certain amount of distance to run fast so I can get enough speed to go. You know, super fast. Oh, I, I, I love it. I, yeah, I, love, I was. I love a speed I was, running a game. I was about to say that's like when those games get good. Like when you can speed it. run. I'm like, yes, finally. It's my least favorite thing in any Metroidvania. But I'm also more of an Egovania guy than I am Metroidvania. It's just that there's less Egovanias, I think. Oh, I, I don't know. know about that. No, I, I, I don't know. I think there's. I one. play less of them. I should say. <laughs> yeah, I would say I think there's, especially if you're counting all the the indie indie games that the eight bit. I mean, yeah, there's uh, way and, way way more where you uh where you have a, a sword than yeah, and done. even like just straight up Castlevanias. I'm looking at my list. Like I I'm one of those maniacs who keeps a list of everything that they like, and yeah. <laughs> like a numbered list. <laughs> Nice. And I'm looking and there is probably there's over twice as many Castlevania games as there are Metroid games. Oh, yeah. 100%. I need to play more of those then. <laughs> yeah. You I, know, know, I, I mean, just, I like besides that. probably Cycle of the Moon is the worst one. Uh, if you have a Circle DS. Yeah. Circle of the Moon. Uh, if you have yeah. a DS, what's the one with the with the witch lady where you draw the sigils? Donna of Ecclesia. That one rules. Oh, Order of Ecclesia yeah, rules. Yeah. Never got around to it yet. I I don't have a I have a DS, but I I'm I'm playing Dawn of Sorrow here shortly on the show in a couple. Oh months. man, how many? Dawn, I love Dawn of Sorrow. It's one of my one of my favorites. Never played it. That's why I, I was recently playing Dawn of Sorrow, yeah. and the thought crossed my mind: Is this better than Symphony of the Night? It's not, but the thought <laughs> did cross my mind. <laughs> uh, Michael, I'm with I'm with you. I'm with you. Symphony of the Night is my third favorite video game. I, I play through a randomizer. I'm currently playing through a randomizer of it right now, but I do that like every month or two. 
mm-hmm. but I played Donna Sorrow and I was like, is this better than Castle Symphony yeah, of the Night? I, and the, I decided the, I was like, not quite. Yes. But, but it's up there. Yeah, like it's closer. Be closer without the touchscreen bullshit. Yeah, and you can and the if you play it on PC, the they have a patch, they have a ROM hack for it that takes out the touchscreen stuff. Yeah, and yep. Aria Aria might be better than Dawn. It, but it it's might very I close. feel like Dawn for me, Dawn is just did you like Aria? Well here's Aria plus another like fifteen percent. Yes. Like, it's just more Aria. So I, I like it more than Aria just because it's Aria plus for me. Uh, but I but yeah, I love Aria too. That's another one I do randomizers. Yeah. Stuff. They're all but they're all but tied as far as I'm concerned. Yeah. yeah. So yeah, Donasaro is great. Yeah, hit me up, Michael. Does that I'd love to You're be already on that. the list for that one, so <laughs> we should both be yeah. That, that's it. Yeah, I'll it. I'll take any Metroidvania you got because I uh, like I Same. probably played it and if I haven't, I would be thrilled to play a new one. <laughs> exactly. That's me exactly. I'm just like, there's a new Metroidvania. <laughs> There's Let's many of them. Let's try it. I, I still haven't beaten Axiom Verge 2. I need to play. I need to finish that one. Never touched that series yet. Axiom Verge 2 was was a tough one to like sort of break through. But once you get into the groove of it, it's really good. Yeah, I need to start it over because I I, I I was liking it. And then something else came out and I put it down and I haven't put it back, picked it back up in like six months. So, yeah, I replayed it when it. It went on PlayStation Plus Extra, I think. Oh, yeah, I've got it on there. I, yeah. I pre-ordered it on the Nintendo Switch. I pre-ordered that game as soon as it was available for pre-order. Yep. Uh, yeah. Because I, I, I love Axiom Bird. I played through it on Switch the first time, and I sort of struggled with it. But when I played through it on PlayStation, I was like, oh, okay, this is great. <laughs> yeah. So I need to... Yeah, that's, it did, because it has some slowdown on the Switch. So, Yeah. yeah. The Switch yeah, I, is. I, I, mean, kind I got of it a... installed on my PS5. I just need to play it. <laughs> I definitely recommend it. I like Axiom Verge One a lot. That was the first game that Epic gave away for free when they opened the Epic Game Store. Oh, I think I'm. I I should have it then. I haven't. I definitely have it one way or the other. But Very kind of bring back to Shadow Complex. Another thing I want to bring up. Shadow Complex. It's hard to talk very long about a five-hour game. No, and there's no story. That's the other thing I want to say. Like, there was, I mean, sure, there's a story, but it didn't push me. Like, you don't care about the villains. All the villains all have masks on at all times. You never see a face. And, like, it wasn't until Carrie had made a I think Carrie made a comment that, or someone made a comment to me that it's supposed to be, like, in quotations, they put ultra-left nationalists or ultra-left terrorists were fighting or something. (laughs) But... None of that's in this game, thank God. That like, there's no like they don't they don't they don't ever tell you like what their motive is. It's like, oh, we're gonna liberate San Francisco. It's like you're not given anything other than they're gonna blow up a city. Let's kill them all. Yeah, yeah, and that's fine. I, like, I assume I'm, the Orson Scott Card novel had like turns out that they're all like secretly like gay pedophiles or something. <laughs> I have a copy of the first book, actually. Or Jews, or Jews. He also, yeah, they might. I bought it Jews. at a used bookstore. Was this game like co-opted by the alt-right? Is that like, cause that seems to be something that they do a lot is like I take stuff and, and well, go, they, Oh, like this said, is they started to Orson Scott card and he has very much been adopted by the alt-right. So, okay. I just wasn't sure if they did that with, the I think that's also why stuff. we never seen a sequel or anything else with this is because of all like, cause it's right before this game came out. I was reading on Wikipedia. There was a thing people wanted to boycott this game because of Orson Scott Card. And it's like, he's not even like he didn't, he's not even credited as writing the story for this. He's just involved with the books because they took the license. Here you go, write, you know, want to write, you know, you can write some books for it. And then they thought that would, you know, help promote the game probably or promote the world. And then 
it turns out, you know, he's a shitty person. So that the end of that. <laughs> That's hilarious. That. <laughs> Because there, was like, to, there was talks of a sequel, and then nothing is. They just went and they made Infinity Blade games, and then they went and did other stuff, but nothing else with the series. And I don't. Oh, they made Infinity Blade. Oh, that's yeah. Cool. They're the same company made that. Yeah, that's a that's a, a, a as a ten dollar iPad game goes. That's a good game. I've heard good things about it, but I don't have I don't have iPad or any Apple yeah, product. The, so with, with a very good short tie-in novella by Brandon Sanderson, another Mormon author. Interesting. Brandon Sanderson's a good person, I think. Well, he is. He is a very good person, but still, it's just interesting that it's two Mormon authors uh, for the same game series. He also finished. He actually finished World of Time too. So, oh no, yeah, he's my favorite author. Yeah, we, yeah, but I was just saying, <laughs> unlike this, interesting guy. parallel. Yeah, no, unlike this guy. Uh, or Scott Carr wrote good books, and then you find out, hey, he wasn't kidding when he talked about genocide in Ender's Game. <laughs> I, I don't know, and then you go back and reread some of those books, and you see some things. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't read them in a long time, but I. I bought. I was at. I was at a random used bookstore in New in New, Mex- New Mexico, and I knew this game was coming up on the schedule. So I was like, "Oh, a copy of Empire and a copy of, of Ender's Game." And I know that none of the money will go to him because I'm in a random used bookstore that's, that's huge. And I'm, so I'm like, "All right, I'll pick these up for three bucks each." Yeah, you gotta read it and let me know. Yeah, I still gotta finish reading the Fifth Civilization, which I started in New Mexico and then just stopped reading, even, even though it's very good. Written by Peter Bingham Pancratz, friend of the show. But yeah. <laughs> I can't I can't read Ender's Game before I finish his book or there's something wrong with me. That, that would be that would be kind of <laughs> kind of mean. Yeah, like hey, your book's great, but I wanted to read a book about a, a racist from a racist guy. No, <laughs> I'll wait. I already read Ender's Game. Once, I'm glad that he's not as involved. Like, I thought he was more involved with the series. Yeah, I'm glad, glad to know see that, that he's not. He wasn't involved at all. They, it's they, not his creation. They, yeah. That it was just he was like, here, we made this world. And again, it's in this game is blank enough to never know what the terrorist organization that you're going against is up to or what their ideas are. Well, that's all kind of the problem. They don't, they're just like, we are terrorists. Bad. Yeah, I mean, that's... We killed the vice president. We're attacking San Francisco. Because... I mean, I probably, that's probably where they had the book. It's like, oh, you know, well, we're just got a card, write these two books, and then it will, you know, give more story to our world, and, yeah, but... Well, that's interesting, because that's exactly the deal with Infinity Blade. Infinity Blade has just no story whatsoever. It's just like, uh, there's a castle and there's a dude in it and people go there and fight the dude and they die and then their descendants come and do it again. And that's it forever for infinity. And then Brandon Sanderson wrote a good enough novella about it that the sequel of Infinity Blade 2 just uses his story. <laughs> we see that's where you hired a good author and a good person. Yeah, there's that. All right. Who knows? Maybe, maybe, the, maybe the Shadow Complex book is like really good. You have to let us know. No, they're good, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I don't, if it doesn't have pictures on it, I don't read. <laughs> Unless I'm traveling. I, when I was traveling, I was in the airport. I was on a plane. I was in New Mexico. I read a bunch of the Fifth Civilization. But yeah, if I'm not traveling, I apparently don't know how to read books that don't have pictures. <laughs> no. Oh, also another thing I'm watching. I'm watching a speed run. You can use the foam gun to like pack on top of itself to get to places mm-hmm. you can't get to normally, which I did not. Yeah, I, I did oh, that. Yeah. Yeah, I did that a good bit, actually. Great walkways and stuff. Did, like a couple of times, like stick grenades and something where I would shoot it with a foam gun and then shoot the grenade to stick it. But that was it. Yeah, yeah there was a few times. Like, I think there was a couple of times you have to do that. But yeah, I did that. That took me a while to figure out that I could do. It's also fun to foam somebody and then shoot them with a rocket. <laughs> and then they just explode just like in dust. Nice. Yeah, I do. I do. Yeah, you guys were talking about it earlier. It it was fun to see those guys ragdoll like 
like corpses on the dark soul floor where you're rolling around <laughs> on them <and> they just <laughs> flop around yeah. that's fun in any game it i is. had one where i hit a guy next to one of those like waist high gaps in the wall and he like folded in like a folding chair to fit into it <laughs> it's fantastic that's funny. that may have been something that they added with the remaster because i didn't see too much crazy stuff like that playing on xbox 360 i'm sure there was some but it wasn't like noticeable yeah i mean that's what they added in the remastered version. <laughs> i really enjoy kicking the little droids Same. <laughs> yeah. it's like punting the droids across the room it was always fun. Especially if you can kill a guy with them. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I always try to go out of my way to kill people by having a droid explode next to them. <laughs> and things that like that. Or totally the, envi- the environment. Like, like uh, I liked like uh, shooting barrels. And then oh, yeah. they catch on fire. And the people around them go, ah! And they start running. Especially once you get the, the helmet upgrade. After you find all the hidden pass cards, you get the, oh, the friction dampener. No, or is that the gun? I don't know. You I, find the helmet that makes you invincible it's a, it's as long as you, you stand still or move slow. So I just like... I don't think catch, I ever got that. Catch things on fire to make them explode. Just stand there and take it. you got to find the 12 pass cards that are hidden oh, throughout yeah, the I game. Didn't, yeah, yeah, I didn't. I was on the process in the process of doing that when I wandered into the, fi- the finale. Yeah, you're, you're fine. You're not... I, I went and got it. And I went, oh, cool. Then I turned off the game and uninstalled it. So Speaking of the finale, something to be said about uh, firing like literal nuclear weapons at a helicopter... Like a, a, a giant float at a giant like helicarrier that's not that far away from you. <laughs> yeah, everything should be destroyed. And I mean, your whole base that you're at should be just, you know, radioactive at this point because you, yeah. you launched three nukes at it. It's raining fallout everywhere. Yeah. I mean, was, was you wouldn't be okay. Extreme. It was kind of extreme. Well, we are playing a video game here, so it's fine. <laughs> You are right. But still, I was like, well, I mean, <laughs> should we really be launching? I mean, couldn't they just have been not nuclear and just been something else? Like, oh, you're launching just regular nuclear. missiles. Yeah, I mean, they it's didn't like need to be nuclear. Missiles. That was it. Was a, it was a little silly, but it but was it, it was 2013, and that that sort of thing was like that. That was like probably uh, Modern Warfare 2 inspired. Like, oh, we gotta put nuclear something in here. Yeah, but, but I love it in Modern Warfare 2 what happens because your character just straight up fucking dies of like yeah. radiation exposure. No, it's, no, it's Modern Warfare 1 you guys talking about. Oh, oh, my, oh it's Modern, Modern Warfare, Warfare 1. Which came out in oh, 2007. Okay. So yeah, it fits with this being 09. Yeah. It, it it just feels like something that, you know, they went, oh, well that's a cool thing that people are doing in video games. Now let's do that. Yeah. That's fair. That's some... And it's fine because nothing else in this game has made me think that I'm doing anything other than playing a video game. Like I was, <laughs> I was not, I wasn't like transported to a different world. I, I was playing a game with a controller in my hand. <laughs> like yeah, it is, a, which very, is a very gamey game. Yeah. And it's fine. Like that's fine because that's what I'm doing. But then, you know, when we're shooting nukes at a helicopter, who cares? Like, I didn't even think about it. Oh, oh I did. <laughs> I was, I was the carrier. like, well, and I thought it was I mean, interesting. You fight a giant airship that you have all these people shooting at you. I mean, this game for the boss, you just, you fight a few different mechs and then you fight an airship. It works. Yeah. It's, it's really, it's really, really a fine game. Yeah. And then the ending of the story, when you like, oh, when you find that's when you find out your girlfriend is at or your the girl you met at a bar is just a NSA agent, and he's like, why didn't you bring an agent? He's like, well, you're you'd be less conspicuous. I just wanted to bring a mass murderer instead. 
<laughs> so we brought Nathan Drake, the yeah. the infamous <laughs> mass murderer. I mean, he is a mass murderer. Yeah, he, that's why I said it. <laughs> <laughs> he really, really is. Nathan Drake <sighs> loves to murder. I do like how there's an achievement in this game called Make Them Scream if you get enough people to scream. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I got that one. I had a a few good deaths. I knocked a guy into like one of those fire bar pits where if you go in, it instantly kills you. Oh, yeah. Yeah, Yeah, he screamed then. (laughs) (laughs) I forget. I think I cheesed my way through that achievement. I think like I found some place where it was real easy to make people scream and then just like went back through a door, did the same thing over and over again. (laughs) <laughs> it it loses its luster after a little bit if you're trying to get an achievement. Yeah, that's uh, I mean, there's also level ups in this game, but I didn't really notice anything they really did. Like it raised your stamina. I'm like, OK, I don't know what that is. It raises your precision. OK, shoots a little better. Your accuracy. Same thing. But all right. Like, I didn't really understand what was happening. Most importantly, when you get to level 20 and then every 10 after you get started getting infinite ammo for your secondary oh, stuff so 20 you get cool. infinite grenades 30s infinite foam and then 40s infinite rockets okay that's good because the I game has new that. new game plus too so oh yeah you start at your current level and you have infinite stuff once you pick it up that's cool though i mean that, that's yeah. a cool thing to have in a game yeah i was gonna try to go for more uh, um completion when i was playing this on a saturday but then i i forget what broke me there was something stupid that i just couldn't oh yeah there was a rocket <laughs> one of the sp- one of the speed things? Didn't you no, say actually, it wasn't a speed with? thing. It was a rocket tank where to get it, I had to go, and, like, there was a fire on the floor, and I had to jump and hang on the wall, shoot three different, or shoot, like, three things with a rocket, and then jump, do a triple jump to get on the wall again and shoot it again and shoot some other ones, and I, I did, like, almost all of it, then I died, and then everything reset, and I said, fuck it, and the game got uninstalled. <laughs> I was like, well, we're done. <laughs> <laughs> oh, are you talking about where there's like the the lasers on the ground? Yes. You have to sh- yeah, you just use the grappling hook, dude. Yeah, I did, but then when I had to oh. move places, oh, to okay, hit, okay. that's <laughs> so how I would trying die. To like do it as you were. No, jumping. no, no. <laughs> I would grapple, shoot them, but then when you you know when you finish one area, you try to go to the other. Yeah, I fell off at one point. Yeah, and I was almost done. I just had three left, and I just missed my grapple, and then he died instantly. And I'm like, yeah, why am I playing a this? couple a uh, couple tries. I had 99%. There, the only thing I was missing was one of the rocket upgrades and just wasn't on my map, and I wasn't, I couldn't be asked to keep looking for it. Plus, we can't go to FedEx and print a map like I do for every game, every Metroidvania <laughs> we play in the show. It, well, it's yeah. really yeah, just a thing now. I used to work there, so I would just be like, okay, I'm here anyway. I'll just, you know, print a map, get a discount on it, and make my little map. But now I don't work there, so I just, every so, whenever we do a Metroidvania, I will find a map online, print a map, laminate it. I barely even used it for this game. I just like to have it as like my trophy. So what I have do you a whole bunch do of... with these maps when you're done with them? They're just in a pile. Wow. I'll take a picture of them. Some look really cool because some have like, we'll say the name of the game. The, the Shadow Complex one is boring because the person there's no Shadow Complex on it. Yeah, I did see I did see the picture of that one. But that uh, th- like that kind of sounds amazing. But at the same time, like I would run out of room so fast. <laughs> <laughs> like there are a couple of maps that I would love to have a printout of. Oh, they're not that big. I just print them on 11 by 17 sheet of paper and then I cut them out. Oh, maybe it's just the amount of Metroidvanias I play. <laughs> like, oh. I'm like, I'm like, oh, if I had 115 maps, oh, I don't have that many. I it's I have the Metroid <laughs> games, and that's really we haven't done that many on this show. And like the last Metroidvania we done on the show was Spider-Man Shattered Dimensions for DS. Great game. I didn't print one because I beat the game in a day. So <laughs> mm. you should yeah. have you should have a like a theme month like Metroidvania, and then <laughs> just play Metroidvanias all month. I've pitched yeah. theme months before. 
Yeah, it doesn't work very well. Well, I'm pitching <laughs> Maytroid right now. May's already kind of defined for a well, yeah. I mean, next year, next, maybe. If I remember this. Year, yeah. I, like, hmm. Next year is Maytroid. Last year on uh, Twitter, I did Martroidvania. Even better. That's even sooner. <laughs> <laughs> no, I just... remind, remind Michael in, uh, like, January. You have to remind me sooner the season one be written by <laughs> 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 I, I write stuff way ahead. I, I plan stuff way ahead of time. But if, yeah, if I might do it, mate. We'll see. I mean, I usually can't play the same genre of a game too much in a row where I get burned out on it. I have to switch up what I play, usually. Like, it's just... I'm After I made the mistake a few years ago, or more than a few now, I played Uncharted 1 through 3 in a row, and I never wanted to see Uncharted again. Yeah, that's a bad I idea. I, I did play 4, and I love 4. But, like, I ever since then, I'm like, yeah, I will not play the same genre, the same game over and over, you know, in a row, like I have to switch it up. So there's other stuff. Otherwise you just get, you won't care. I'll bet you between the four of us, we could figure out four or five Metroidvanias that wouldn't get you burned out. Insanely twisted shadow planet. I have it by the way now. Another Xbox live arcade game. That game absolutely rips. Dustin Legion tail. That's another Xbox live arcade game. That's a really good game, by the way. Mm -hmm. (sighs) Dusk is good. I really like dust when I played it. Insanely Twisted Shadow Planet is 14 on my list. It's pretty high up there. Nice. Damn it, you guys are Car- making me interested in this idea now. <laughs> <laughs> we got Carrion. Did you play Carrion? No, oh, that game's red. Oh, it's <laughs> awesome. That's the, one, that's the one you play like the Venom symbiote and you go around the base killing all the scientists yeah. and stuff. You just yeah. play a big ball of goo. So I was at, at, uh, at work one day uh, administering uh, a state test where I just have to stand in a room while kids take a test for like five hours. And I just wrote out a like seven page handwritten document. that was like a game design plan for what basically carrying before carrying was announced. And then carrying was announced. I was like, Damn. <laughs> <laughs> like, it, like to a T I was like, well, it was a little different, but still. Nice. Yeah. But yeah, carrying is awesome. Yet. Yeah. Carrying is great game. Okay. It was Any on other... uh, it, was, it was on Xbox Live at one point. I don't think it is anymore. It's on Steam. That's good enough for me. Yeah. Well, after I got a Steam Deck, that's also what really turned me on to more Metroidvanias and more games in general. Because I'm like, the Steam Deck can go anywhere I want. So if I'm running low on time, I can make shit happen. They are great to play on mobile. Like, oh yeah, they're great for that. Yeah, that's what my Switch is at this point. It's basically a Metroidvania machine. Mm-hmm. Okay. It's a good use for it. Yeah, I have some. Okay, maybe I'll, you know, maybe we'll do that. Just remind me <laughs> later on this year when I start getting better. Because I, I, I can't think of next season. Or that might even be the season after. I'm not sure. Because every season, 20 episodes. 20 weeks. Shouldn't say 20 episodes. Because I, I release three a week. So it's not really 20 episodes. <laughs> I think we found guests for that next top 10 we were talking about. Yeah, now. I was going to bring it up at the end of this episode. Yeah. <laughs> But I, I have top tens. I like my Google Docs is ninety percent top tens or like top lists. Nice. Yeah, then you'll 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 fit right in our idea that we're <laughs> I haven't announced yet. So yes. <laughs> or any last things to say about Shadow Complex? Should we go on to questions, comments, or memories? Uh, the only other collectible I think we didn't mention is the gold bars that unlock. Oh yeah, a, do, a do room they do of gold weapons. I don't think so. Other than the fact that. That room is open when you start New Game Plus. You can get, like, any weapon you want right at the beginning. I don't think they're any stronger, though. No, they're just... They're gold. Yeah, they are gold. But yeah, there's that. 
I forgot about that. I was I got almost all the gold. It just I stopped and then I didn't care. <laughs> well, I mean, I'm not an achievement whore, and I'm also playing. Well, I was, but I'm also playing this <laughs> epic, so I really don't care about the achievements in any shape or form on epic. Yeah, you know, had this been on Steam, I might have been more interested because at least then it would you know show up on something I actually use. I don't use that, so I was really like, I just don't give a shit. That's <laughs> totally fair for anything about this game. Yeah, I mean. <laughs> fun but i like it was just kind of bummed that the story didn't grab me at all because there wasn't one yeah well you know, maybe story. when you replay it after you read the book you'll be more invested unless i uh all of a sudden change my political ideas i don't see that happening after the more and more i hear about <laughs> horses scott card i'm like well because see back when i read ender's game it was before i before i knew he was a piece of shit yeah so I was like, wow, he, this he is did. Crazy. He did write possibly the worst run of Iron Man comics I've ever read. Also, how was he writing comics? <laughs> he wrote the Ultimate Iron Man series. Oh, of course, it was Ultimate, <laughs> where where it's like Iron Man, but what if it's Harry Potter? Ugh. Like literally, Tony Stark is a student at like what might as well be science Hogwarts, and blows off his arm and uses the extremists uh, to regrow his arm with nano machines. It's a, uh, it's a, it's a whole thing. Wow. <laughs> all art, I'm going to go on for it. So it's just, it's, it's bad all around. Okay. Well, I'm not I gave that, I gave, I gave, I gave that trade paperback away. <laughs> <laughs> You're yeah, like, bye. Donated it to the library. <laughs> no, I have no, and it makes me sad. Cause I, I really liked Ender's game and you know, I really like ah, Shadow of the the and all that. I like Speaker for Speaker the Dead. Has it definitely get a little bit more like Xenoside and Children of the Mind were starting to get way more like political. Yeah, they they are. Political and, and the right thing word. is, is there's there's been some pretty interesting like stuff written about like the, you know, the looking at Ender's game as kind of like the, the buggies are the Jews and, and Ender is Hitler. And it's essentially it's like, what if he what if Hitler was like, you know, kind of tricked into this situation and then then xenocide and speaker of the mind as like his redemption arc for that and i don't know if i I believe that's what's going on in his mind but i don't not i hope not that's just i mean the problem is i can believe it too but i really hope not because that's just terrible yeah i don't know i shouldn't throw around false accusations it's whatever (laughs) no you're fine i mean hey the guy has made enough accusations in real life about homos about what he thinks about homosexuality and stuff so it's okay if we you know Right, false, you know, have a false rumor or something that could fit his <laughs> stupid mind. So it's okay. He got he brought it on himself. Like again, I will never understand why people go who are famous go on Twitter and other stuff like J.K. Rowling. Like just keep your opinions to yourself. You're uh, famous. He, he does more than that. He's like heavily financed, like stuff. Also, like conversion camps and things of that nature. So okay, yeah, that that makes yeah, sense. Right. And, and he he was like a big backer of uh, Prop Eight in California and so on. So. At that point, yeah. just buy another house. Just do yeah, that. Yeah, he he goes he goes pretty hard uh, on that stuff beyond just like saying stuff. Or maybe you know, finance Ender's Game movie, a better one. <laughs> you didn't like the Harrison Ford Ender's Game movie? No, I did. I don't remember it either very well. Okay. I just remember it wasn't that good. Nope. I just remember like I was I was I was somewhere and I also like I saw the oh yeah when I was at the same bookstore. Last thing I want to say, um, I saw Shadow the of the uh, Shadow the Hedgemon books in that series. I'm like, damn, that was a good series from what I remember. And it just makes me sad because it's like, I mean, I can normally separate the art from the artist depending on what it is, but I feel like those books, it's a little hard to because, you know. Yeah, I, I, there was a time <laughs> when I really liked his uh, Alvin Maker series because, you know, I'm a history teacher and I like alternate history stuff. And then, you know, you get a little older and you look back at them and I'm like, oh, that is, 
it is so racist. It is like super duper racist. It's the the noble savage thing that Native Americans literally do like like special nature magic and stuff in it. It's uh, it's a little it's a, it's something. Yeah. So I mean that makes it a little harder. Plus when it comes to, like an author, it's one person that did something. It's not like a video game movie right. where there's lots of people involved. It's one person just you yeah. know writing. But I'm sure other people are involved. I, I would say but, I wouldn't. No, don't let that turn you off of this video game because, like I said, no, I, I, he, doesn't he doesn't have anything to do with this video game. He doesn't get any money from this video game. He wrote a book based on this video game. So yeah, in a world he didn't create, they just like they. I think they just kind of they pretty much just hired him to write the two books and yeah, that, that's it. So I mean, yeah, it's completely. You can play this complete 100 guilt free because I mean, there's no there's no character. <laughs> it is insane to me that they wrote books about this. It's like. Uh, the most generic like action world that you could possibly think of. But that's why they had they hire an author to write books so they could add something to the yeah. world. Yeah, there, there's been some good tie-in book tie-in you know books. The Gears of War books I've heard are pretty good, and I would not put those video game stories up on a on a mantelpiece for sure. And I I personally think the story line of Halo is fucking stupid, and those books like uh, Fall of Reach are pretty. Highly acclaimed. So in high school, high school Mike in two in two thousand two really liked the Halo Reach book. I can tell you that much. Yeah, <laughs> I do not know what thirty five year old Mike would think of it, but I can tell you, two thousand two year old Mike thought it was really cool. Yeah, I mean, I like the uh, the author who did it. I'm trying to remember their name, but Eric Nyland. Oh, is that who it, he did? Yeah. Some of them. I don't know if he did that one. But I know he did some. Of them. He might have right. done other ones like First Strike. All right, let's go on to questions. Yeah. <laughs> <Please>. <laughs> That's fine. We're still only like this episode's only been an hour and 14. So I will be less when I edit. So, all right. First from the official laser time community from Jack Dogerty, Castle Royd. Okay. Uh, from Chris Lichoise. This game got a ton of praise at the time and I really enjoyed it, but I'm curious if it still stands out after all these years in similar games or if it was really just good for the time. Eh. I think it still stands out. Yeah, ish to both. <laughs> yeah, I, oh, I yeah, think... you guys play more Metroid than me, more Metroidvanias. Yeah, I, I definitely think I said, I think I answered this exactly. Yeah. Like it was great at the time because it re kickstarted Metroidvanias. But since then, like this is like, this is sort of my middle, like my middle of the road Metroidvania. Like I said, if I wanted to, you know, start somebody on metroidvanias i would do this but if if you're already into metroidvanias i don't think there's any reason to play this one that's fair okay and from jose truke <laughs> here's a good one this is a game that started my backlog there was no backlog before the release of this game i really liked the game played it for a few hours but halo multiplayer kept me away from anything else <laughs> finishing this one is always in the back of my mind you should do it it's not long it doesn't take yeah, long it's, it's short you can definitely finish this game in a small amount of time yeah. So, all right. And then from the Metroid, a Metroidvania group that I posted in, I have first from David Wainwright and Nola North voices the main character. Can't lose. Yeah. Be, it's, it's not, it's, it's too much Nathan Drake. <laughs> yeah. You all can right. definitely lose. That guy has very few voices. Yeah. He's, but he gets a lot of work. Yeah. Yeah. No, he's, he's, he's very fine. Few, he, yeah, he's, he's great. He sounds the same always. Yeah. He's a great messy brown headed white guy square jawed protagonist voice but he, that's what he has yeah troy baker has more voices i think right yeah for sure yeah 100 percent. wasn't no who didn't wait who did uh batman in arkham origins troy i think oh, i think he did jo- he did joker i thought oh maybe they did both 
He's done both characters at some at different points. So okay, I can't remember. I was just right. Yeah, it doesn't matter. Okay, from Lucas Leith. I played this game for the first time in 2009 and instantly loved it. It is the perfect blend of Super Metroid and Uncharted, two of my favorite games ever. The animation, story, set, action sequences, weapons, and and move are all very polished and create an amazing experience. Okay. From Eric Bow, just bought this. I'm getting a Steam Deck next month, and it might be one of the first games I'm trying out in the system. It'll be perfect for a Steam Deck. Yeah. I didn't play it on a Steam Deck, but it would be perfect. Yeah. Steam Deck's perfect for so many games. (laughs) I love my Steam Deck so much. And from Jared Bro, one of my faves. Often gets overlooked, but it basically started the Metrovania indie indie scene. Yeah. yeah. And from another Metrovania group, not the same group, but also called Metrovania. <laughs> from Frey Grissetti, great game. Brad Gil Martin. It's also been in my backlog about as long as I can remember. One of these days, I need to bust it out. <laughs> I like how I'm not the only one that sat on this game for you know 15 years. Yeah, yeah I, I think we've I think we've uh, established that anybody who this is in their backlog, just play it. You could probably finish it in one sitting. Uh-huh. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I think I got 99 percent map and 99 percent items and I was still like under five hours. So it's not long at all. Yeah. No. All right. From Sid Fee. This one is pretty Metroid inspired, but does a good job of not biting Metroid style and story. And the gameplay is not bad for being a 2.5D design. Also released during 7th Gen. This is one of the early titles at the, at the start of the indie scene that was part of the catalyst, the MV genre. Really blowing up a worthy title that was based on a novel, if I'm not mistaken. Close. It's funny that it has less story. This <laughs> game that spawned books has less story than Metroid that has literally no dialogue. <laughs> well, that's because they just... It's just a, a, a generic enough that you could just that you thought, OK, we'll give it to a, an author and he'll make he'll make a world for us. Yeah, I guess Metroid has all of its story in the manuals anyway. Yeah, I mean, yeah. there's stuff in, in there. Very little though. Yeah, yeah Metroid does a real prime. Metroid does a real Dark Souls thing with its story. Like you find out from the world, which is my favorite way of of telling a story. Hundred percent. Yeah, I said I would have liked more story in this. I would have liked to have more, but I'm also glad that I didn't get the story that the book supposedly would have told me. So yeah, this <laughs> yeah. this game could have used story. This is the type of game, but Metroid's a different thing altogether. But this is like set in the modern world, you know, with you know regular people doing you know extraordinary things in a pretty regular environment, like. It's a completely different thing from a Metroid game. Yeah, here's a good one from Paul Good. It's a very clearly a direct step away straight from Super Metroid, and they did a decent job with it. Not the best game ever, but fantastic if you want more Super Metroid with a G.I. Joe skin. I saw an interview with the director. Apparently, he made the entire team play Super Metroid for a while, then cut everyone off. The idea was to make something inspired by Super Metroid, but never actually directly reference it. They couldn't go back and look at it. They had to do it from memory. I thought it was an interesting approach. Huh. Yeah, that's cool. That's great. I, I was um where I got that thing I said about it earlier. I was actually I told you guys in the chat, but I I listened to the uh, I've been listening to the old Talk Radar podcast. I have a, a thing where it gives me um, two episodes of that a week, and so I just happened to be on episode sixty five last week, and they were talking about this game coming out, <laughs> and and they were talking about, and it was like uh, it was uh, Chris Antisa had said that he had. He had um, met with them, and that was what they had said about the the Super Metroid. Uh, that basically they wanted a Super Metroid game, and Nintendo wasn't making them, so they decided to make one themselves. 
but they were very they were like super all of them were like they had played it and they all were like saying this game is amazing you're gonna love it um and they were saying all the reviews were good except i think ign gave it a 75 and they were they were kind of talking about that but okay you know i thought it was neat his top radar was from games radar right yes but it was you really like that website yeah, yeah and cool. and then whenever and then whenever everyone got fired, they changed Talk Radar into Laser Time, which then is how you and I know each other is through the yep. Laser Time community. Is it, so. that, that podcast isn't still going, is it really? Laser Time? Well, I mean, occasionally. Okay, because I, 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 Patri- I mean, their Patreon's still going. There's that. <laughs> I felt um, you know that I fell off yeah. of them a long time ago, but I know that I like I've seen in, in the group people like, oh, you know, the new Laser Time just dropped, or they still they do they still do thirty twenty ten right, and that's it. And VGA, they have VGA in thirty twenty ten every single week. They don't, they don't, they don't ever miss those. Okay. Yeah, and then they're I, I don't subscribe to their Patreon anymore after they went eight months without content. I stopped subscribing, but they, they, they do typically one, one or two episodes a month from the Patreon when they're when they're active with it. So yeah, I'm surprised because I know they made a living off just podcasting at one time and videos, but maybe they don't anymore. Well. Just, I think, just Chris did. And oh, okay. I don't, I don't know. I, I don't know. I don't know all the inside baseball. But anyway, point is, no, you're good. <laughs> I didn't listen to Talk Radar back in the day, and so I'm going back. I've been listening to the Talk Radar episodes. I'm on episode seven, uh, like sixty-seven now. But yeah, two episodes ago, sixty-five. They're talking about this game. And I enjoy listening to old podcasts like that and like transporting back in time to two thousand nine. Like this, uh, it's like they're talking about the new games coming out and how cool they are. And I'm like, oh yeah, that's a game. <laughs> And from the last group I'm going to read, it's going to be, I watched the entire Orbital Trooper replay group. I got a few from Brian Shutta. Shadow Complex is amazing. Chad Hager. I truly need to get back to this one. I love what I played of it. From Daniel Jones. It's a real bummer that this game isn't compatible with PS5 because I've been hankering to replay it lately and don't feel like digging out my PS4 for it. Did you play it on PS5? I did. Okay, so maybe, I guess it does work. Yeah. Works fine. I mean, it's installed. It's PS5 plays PS4 games, so it's just installed. I have it installed on my external. You can inst- basically on the PS5, any game made for PS5 can only be installed to the PS5 internal memory, either the onboard memory or the expansion. Okay. And then PS4 games by default go to an external hard drive if you have one. So I have all my PS4, any PS4 games are going on an external hard drive. But yeah. Okay. I'll tell them that then because I know the guy personally too. So. And he also put, in my mind, this game was the beginning of the Metrovania boom we see to find ourselves in these days, and I fe- and it feels like a real precursor to games like Metroid Dread and Ori. I love it. And Christian Chris- Johnson, that game is so good, I wish there was another one like it. And last comment, I'm going to read from Matt Pickleton. This is the game that got me back into Metrovanias. I played Metro games in Symphony of the Night before this, but hadn't really been done like this before in a, in a more modern setting. Metrovanias are now one of my favorite genres, and Hollow Knight is one of my favorite games ever, and I got in them all thanks to this game. Cool. Well, I say if you want to play a game like this, but better, Mummy Demastered. Yep, I second Mummy Demastered. The Mummy Demastered is very similar, but I would say it's better. And then Axiom Verge is different, but I mean, it's it's, if you're looking for more of the shooting uh, shooting Metroidvania type, uh, Axiom Verge is kind of the, the gold standard of the indie shooting Metroidvania. I yeah, think. Axiom Verge one is definitely way more Metroid inspired. Yeah. And I would say two is a little bit more Castlevania. Mm-hmm. Uh-huh. But you also still have the like drone from one. So it, there's like mechanics in there that are interesting. Yeah. 
Yeah, two two is a little more of a mix of the two, I think, but it's more Castle it's more Castlevania style than Metroid style. Yeah, okay. one, but, but Active Verge one is very yeah one you very can definitely tell that he was trying to make a new Metroid game and he mm-hmm. succeeded pretty well. Oh yeah. I have it on. It's, it's hard. Yeah. It's hard too, but it's not like that hard. When you say hard game, I'm like, hmm. it's it's challenge. It's more challenging than this. Same with uh, Mummy Demastered. Mummy Demastered is great. I never beat the final boss. I kind of yeah. Played. It's the bosses are real tough on that. The bosses so, are real tough on that. The final I, boss, I I just gave up on eventually, but I that's did, fine. I did beat Mummy Demastered, but I just have a thing where, like, if I get to the final boss of a game, I'm gonna beat it. Like. <laughs> I, I don't have that quit, you know, if, if I've been playing a game for that long, I'm going to beat it. And the, the bosses in that are definitely hard as nails. But I would say the final boss of Metroid Dread, I actually had more of a problem with. Oh, really? Uh, that, that one I didn't. I, I, I beat that one really easy. But it, for some reason, yeah, let me demaster that one. Just it just goes forever. It's just such a long fight. I, I, if you didn't have a problem with with the Dread uh, final boss i think i, I, I think you can go back <laughs> but i beat it yeah that might be true i beat mummy demastered or i played through mummy demastered years ago so yeah I, I think you can go back and and probably power through it and okay. i think it's definitely worth it cool okay, but, yeah, I, I would say you know shadow complex is definitely worth playing i'm just saying if someone was like saying someone one of the commenters was like well i want to i wish there were other games like it there are yeah for sure oh yeah there's lots of games like it now <laughs> Yeah, I think but, I have. But, I think I have 113 on my list. I really, besides <laughs> this and Mummy Demastered, are probably the only ones I played where it's set in like feels like kind of current time, like just slightly in the future. You know, like it's. I can't think of any other Metroidvanias I've played where you're just like using like you know guns in, instead of like a you know I don't know. I mean, yeah, yeah. I'm looking okay. through and I'm really not finding too many. <laughs> I think so that, that, is, that is that is what I that was what struck me about it when it came out. And I was like, oh, it's a it's like a Metroid game, but like set in like current day. Yeah, current day ish because you have like a super suit. But there's one that I played called Exiles End mm. that is almost like that. But it's it's dead last on my list. So it's not a good game. OK, <laughs> I've seen it on but Steam. <laughs> good to know. But I've but never it, bought it. It, ha- it has like one of the hardest starts to a game I've ever played because like you're just a guy. So like all the fall damage kills you. I think all the enemies are one hit kills until you start getting armor and guns and stuff. That one's rough to get through. OK, I wouldn't like that. Yeah, no, I, yeah. I, I wouldn't recommend that one to anyone but the most hardcore. All right. All right. Let's go on to shelf stacker box. And Michael Hughes, what about you? I'm still going to put this on the shelf, even though we've done nothing but talk about how mid of a game this is the entire episode. (laughs) (laughs) Like, there's nothing stand out great about it, but it's still a fun one to pick up and play through in a few hours, which you can't really say about a lot of these modern ones. Like, I don't know who thought this genre needed to be 15 to 20 hours, but here we are. (laughs) (laughs) So, yeah, this this is like the heyday of metroidvanias for me because i'm not as into them as i used to be but back when this came out uh uh, oh my god shadow planet came out twisted shadow planet you know that game with the ufo yeah i love those so yeah i'll put it on the shelf okay and what about you michael colby uh what were my options again i oh sorry (laughs) shelf shelf stacker box shelf means something you really like stack being something is mid-tier i guess is the way to put it 
and box me something you dislike. I'm going to box this one. It's fine. And playing through it twice was too much since, you know, if, if this was 2013 or what did we say? 2009, 2009. 2009 the remaster might be 2013 or 2015. Yeah, it, it is 2013. If, okay. If if it was 2009, you know, this is a top tier game, but since then so many better things have come out. Th- there's really not a reason to replay this one. Okay. That's but fair. if you're playing it for the first time, go for it, but then you can trade it into GameStop for 17 cents. <laughs> <laughs> Your digital copy. <laughs> yep. <laughs> All right, now I'll, I'll go I'll go next. We'll we'll wrap up the Michaels. Uh, I'm going to put this in the stack. I had fun, but I am in I do not need to play this game. But I am so happy I finally got this damn game off my backlog. I bought it on 360 so many years ago and then finally beat it on my laptop in Epic, but at least I beat it. At least it's done. I played it and I don't plan to ever play it again. But I did enjoy it. Just no interest and too many games. Too many games. What about you, Carrie? I guess lovingly in the box, like I enjoyed playing it, but I, I I'll never play it again. Like there's no reason to ever play it again, in my opinion. Yeah. So. All right. Not what I okay. Oh, that's not what I expected, but <laughs> I mean, I guess that's I guess that stack technically right. Well, if you, if you think it's yeah, I mean, but, it's not but it's like, like this is like, like whose line is to me stack is I like it. I'll, maybe I'll play it again someday, but it's but no, I don't think I'll ever play it again. I can't okay. ever see wanting to play it again. All right, and I should mention what we're talking about next week. Next week, you can hear me talk about Assassin's Creed 1. So I'm excited to talk about that. Yeah, that's great. Revisiting it for the first time in I don't even know how many years. So I think of myself as an Assassin's Creed fan, but I never played one, actually. I I thought it was, since I'm not going to be on the episode, uh, just real quick. (laughs) I didn't like it when I first played it, but when I went back after I was a fan of the series, Holds up surprise like it's better than some of the other entries in the series. Like once you get past the uh, very unlikable protagonist, uh, there's a lot of cool <laughs> stuff in that game. At least yeah. I on voice by Nolan North in that one. <laughs> <laughs> no, you get somebody whose voice is like, I have to kill the people for the assassin's order. I will do this. It wasn't that bad. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's not good, but it wasn't that bad. <laughs> but no, I'm, I'm having a really good time with that game. So I'll talk about that next week. And I'll announce it here. So that way I have to do it. Um, Their next top 10 that we're going to be bringing out now is going to be a top 10 Metrovania. So you can look forward to that Ooh. happening at some point soon. And I, I can already tell you who's on it. <laughs> so at some point we'll be we'll be releasing that. Probably my guess will come out in June or July, but it'll, it'll, it'll get recorded soon. So it will come. Very cool. Oh, right. And Carrie, where can people find you at? Hey, so I uh, stream uh, video games and console repairing and modding on my Twitch and YouTube channel, which are both Carousetta, K-E-R-O-O-S-E-T-A. And Michael Colby. Well, like I said, uh, this bizarre adventure and uh, Jack Billings presents Haunted Apartment Complex, which is a scripted comedy uh, thing that takes place in a alternate dimension reading ohio i play a ghost my co-host is a gentle vampire my other co-host is married to a werewolf it's really weird and i think it's really fun and if none of that made sense listen to the show okay there'll be a link in the show notes <laughs> and if you enjoyed this episode you can find over 450 
other episodes of this podcast. We do games, movies, comics, top 10 sometimes, all sorts of content. So go look through our giant catalog of content. You can go right on our website, Podbean, and search whatever you want. You you might you might find it. Search Batman, you'll find something. Search Star Wars, you'll find tons of stuff. Just type in a word and see what comes up. Tons of stuff there to, to look at. And I want to give a shout out to my awesome intro and outro courtesy of Helena at Hell Has Fury. You can follow her on TikTok. You'll see a link in the show notes. And also want to give a shout out to my buddy Bill Tucker to the MCU movies. You'll see a link in the show notes of his podcast, Gamer Looks at 40. And if you do want to support the show, we do have a Patreon. And it's right now, since when you're hearing this, it's right before a new month. We have a new Patreon to announce. Uh, we are doing sequels that Mike has never seen. So the, the four choices, little dollar, you can vote. Uh, Resident Evil, Damnation, Back to the Future 2, Ghostbusters 2016, or Blade Runner 2049. So you get to choose which one we're going to cover. So little dollar, you'll see a link in the show notes to our Patreon. And we have a Discord. If you want to chat with us, please join our Discord. You'll see a link in the show notes for that, too. And please follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and on YouTube. Audio only, but we are on YouTube. I think that's everything I need to say. So we will see you guys all next time. Bye, everybody. Bye-bye. Bye. Bye.